Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. We have a bit of a light one today on this Thursday, but very thrilled to be getting into the end of this week. I don't know if anyone else had just an impossible time getting back into the swing of things this week. After what was a long weekend, especially for me, who rarely has long weekends or any time off, but it has been a slog to the point where I've just said, okay, maybe next week on so much of my work so far, but not this. We'll never put off this. So today and always, you can head over to our Patreon if you haven't already, patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to get all of the news and interviews before anyone else. On to the top story for Wednesday, which really isn't anything new, but is definitely worth mentioning. And that is the latest from Dr. Anthony Fauci. The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases recently spoke with NBC New York to discuss various aspects of the coronavirus pandemic as it stands today, including his outlook on vaccine distribution and what that could slash will mean for the entertainment industry. You may recall back in September, Dr. Fauci spoke about his expectation that it would take about a year for a vaccine to be available, in addition to continued public health measures, before, quote, you'll have a degree of immunity and a general community that I think you could walk into a theater without a mask and feel like it's comfortable, that you're not going to be at risk. In the recent interview, Fauci doubled down on the necessity of a vaccine rollout for this to happen, but did speak with more optimism about the timeline of said vaccine. Said, quote, We have a very efficacious vaccine, 94 to 95%, much more than we had actually anticipated. Now that we have that extraordinary tool to our disposal, We've got to make sure people get vaccinated. So if 75 to 85% of the people in the country get vaccinated as the vaccine becomes available to the general public through April, May, and June, you can get back to normal or at least approaching close to normal as you get into the late summer and early fall. Now, fall seems far, but that's been our timeline for a while. As we've previously talked about on the show, several other institutions, including the Metropolitan Opera, will be shuttered for an expected fall start date. And Broadway at this time is dark through May 30th, 2021, which at this time will at the earliest mean an early July start, which rarely ideal for shows. We are more likely looking at a fall start for Broadway regardless. So Fauci's optimism at this point echoes where the industry looks to be headed. He stressed the importance that this is going to be a national community-wide action for that to be a reality. Right now, numbers are not good, to say the least. On Wednesday, 2,760 people in the U.S. were reported dead from COVID-19, more than on any other day since the pandemic began. So that optimism could could change in a hurry. But the post-Thanksgiving rise was to be expected. So at this point, as has been the case, the only thing we know for sure is what's necessary. Continued social distancing and wearing masks and additional precautions and to get vaccinated when it becomes available and efficacious.
Let's get into some streaming news, though. This week, Arlington, Virginia's Signature Theater announced the full lineup for its 2021 Signature Features season, which will include five fully staged plays and musicals made exclusively available for the screen and professionally filmed in HD on a COVID-compliant set. The season will start with a new production of Simply Sondheim, directed and choreographed by Signature Theater Associate Artistic Director Matthew Gardner. With exclusive permission from Stephen Sondheim himself, Broadway veterans Norm Lewis, Saleya Pfeiffer, Conrad Ricamora, and Emily Skinner will join a 16-piece orchestra and eight DC artists, including Awasel Seca, Bobby Smith, and more for over 30 of the composer's songs. The show will also include new orchestrations by a longtime Sondheim collaborator, the great Jonathan Tunick, so I am obviously very excited about all of that. Next up, Daniel J. Watts will recount his life as the only child of a single mother in The Jam, colon, Only Child, directed by Obie Award winner Liliana Blaine Cruz. Then Gardner will direct a production of the off-Broadway smash musical Midnight at the Never Get, written by Mark Sonnenblick. This was one of my favorite shows of the past few years. Literally have a flyer for it at my desk. In the spring, Signature will present After Midnight, colon, celebrating the Duke Ellington years, directed and choreographed by Jared Grimes with music direction by Mark G. Meadows, and then conclude its season with Detroit 67 by Dominique Mariso, the second chronological play in her The Detroit Project. Subscriptions for all five shows are on sale now for $200 with tickets available for individual shows at a later date, assumedly when exact dates for the run are announced. All will be available to stream on demand in HD on Marquee TV, an on-demand streaming platform dedicated to global arts and culture. What a great lineup. Definitely hoping to get to see all of those, actually. Over in Los Angeles, the L.A. Philharmonic will ring in the new year with In Concert at the Hollywood Bowl, a series of performances that will begin airing on January 15th, 2021 on PBS. The program, which previously aired in Southern California this summer, highlights the best of live performances from the past 10 years at the Bowl and is hosted by L.A. Phil's music and artistic director, Gustavo Dudamel. For the January 15th airing, they will start with musicals and the movies, featuring performances from Sutton Foster, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Kristen Chenoweth, and Audra McDonald. The performances will air on PBS, check your local listings, pbssocial.org, and the PBS app. Also, the full cast has been set for Resounding's immersive audio production of the fantastical tale of the Nutcracker and the Mouse King, which will be performed live for four performances only from December 17th through the 19th. Telly Leung and Storm Lever will take on the roles of the Nutcracker and Marie, respectively, and a brand new version of the classic holiday favorite, and also includes the voice talents of David Carl, Jillian Lewis, Robert Ian McKenzie, Lindsay Nicole Chambers, Chris Renfro, and Stuart Williams. Tickets can be purchased by visiting www.resounding.live slash the-nutcracker, group tickets, student tickets, and a limited number of rush tickets are available for all four performances. 
And finally, both a reminder and a recommendation, the Williamstown Theater Festival and Audible Theater's presentation of A Streetcar Named Desire as part of the 2020 Williamstown Theater Theater Festival summer season will be available worldwide today, December 3rd, starting at 3 a.m. Eastern Time within the Audible Plus catalog. The Tennessee Williams play is directed by 2020 Tony Award nominee and hopefully someday winner, if we ever actually have Tonys, Robert O'Hara, and stars Audra McDonald, Ariel Shafir, Carla Giugino, Sullivan Jones, Cesar J. Rosado, and more. The rest of WTF's 2020 season on Audible includes Photograph 51 by Anna Ziegler, Stacey Osai-Kufour's world premiere Animals, and the world premiere Chonbury International Hotel and Butterfly Club, written and featuring Shakina Nafak, which will all be released this month, and then Dominique Mariso's Paradise Blue, the world premiere musical Row, and Sine's Two C's world premiere Wish You Were Wish You Were Here, which will be released in early 2021. You can get more information about any of the shows at WTFestival.org and Audible.com. I was actually planning a trip to see this streetcar when it was supposed to be in person. So I will certainly be using my Audible subscription wisely to check this one out. Have a couple of recommendations, one to read and one to watch. And I say this tentatively because the first one I have to toot my own horn a bit because I would be a bad freelancer slash pseudo expert if I didn't. And that's over at New York Magazine's The Strategist, where yours truly, as well as Deep Tran, Matthew Wexler, Marcus Scott, Nicole Saratori, Beth Nicely, and Rob Diamond were asked our recommendations for gifts to get theater lovers, since we can't really do the thing of gifting show tickets this year. I mean, you can, virtual tickets, I guess, but you know what I mean. Pretty cool, honestly. Was really excited to get to do that and an excellent company. Plus, I get to talk about theater and food simultaneously, which is my favorite thing to do in the very limited occasions I can do so. So check that out. Buy some of the stuff on the list, which ranges from like a dollar to a thousand dollars. So something for literally everyone. And then something that doesn't have anything to do with me, thankfully, Netflix has the first look of Viola Davis as Ma Rainey in the upcoming highly anticipated Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is the adaptation of the August Wilson play, starring her and the late Chadwick Boseman, as well as Taylor Page, Coleman Domingo... Glenn Turman and Michael Potts and more. It's just a 50 second clip. And I really mean just because I was so annoyed when it was over. There's a really short list of actors that when they're on my screen, I'm just hyper fixated and I don't break my focus. Viola Davis is probably at the top of that. I made it through all six seasons of How to Get Away with Murder, for better or worse, (laughs) because she's so magnetic the whole time. I can't wait to see more of Ma Rainey. I'm pretty sure Matt and I will be talking about this on the show a little bit 
bit more in depth when it's released on December 18th, considering we've talked about it many times so far, far, just how gorgeous it is, both in its appearance and unsurprisingly in its performances between the late great Bozeman and the ever great Davis. Until then, though, you can check out the trailer, which we've talked about before. You can check out this new clip and you can check out everything I've talked about in today's show. Where else in today's show notes? All right, that is all we have for you today. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And if you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. I believe tomorrow James will have an interview in the feed unless we get some major news like a Tony's date or something, but... I'm not holding my breath, so neither should you. So expect an interview from James. Until then, though, have a great Thursday, and we will be back in some form or fashion tomorrow. Tomorrow.